From the protectors of the Internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast with Carl and Dana. Welcome to the PKO Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Department of Justice, Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I'm Carl. And I'm Dana. Part two, welcome back. Amy Crow with Summit Credit Union, financial education specialist. Hi. Hi. Do you have a financial joke? That would have been awesome to Gosh. have. I don't have a financial. I wish joke. you could. Otherwise, have, I would no. say one. But I dropped me on that, Carl. I just it just rang in my head. We're mm. in part two of this pretty awesome segment, and could have been a financial joke. All right, you ready for this though? Sure. All right. Go for it. Carl's not going to get this one, but <laughs> I do. I can it ever. You're not going to understand no. it. What do you call the guards working at a Samsung store? No idea. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Guardians See? I actually galaxy. like that one. I might use that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a Samsung guy, so I would never know that there's guards there. That's what I was yeah. Or they could just just implying that there are guards there. Right. Because yeah. you need to guard that product. You guys use these jokes. They're they're good icebreakers for kids. The littles like them, trust me. Well, mine do anyway. But, all right. Let's dig into part two. So we left off. We were talking a lot about um, just in general, like scams to watch out for, security information to watch out for when we're giving our kids some of that financial responsibility and letting them delve into budgeting and and purchasing and all that kind of stuff um, without a ton of oversight. Yeah, it's really important to think about what types of things you need to watch with your kids when it comes to financial products and also their online habits, whether it's online shopping habits, their online app habits for their financial institution. We may know right off the top of our head how to protect ourselves, but we have to be also be vigilant and protect our kids online in terms of what they're doing with their apps and, and online shopping and educate them mm-hmm. because they're probably not getting it anywhere else than at home. Right. And we need to teach them to be critical consumers. Mm-hmm. So same way as we're always talking about online safety and the fact that you're not just going to hand your child a phone. You're going to talk about some mm-hmm. safety settings, some contract um, discussions between you and like what's okay, what's not okay. Same type of thing with banking. Don't just hand over a debit card. Correct. Talk about like what's allowed, what's not allowed, right. when we're going to be touching base on this regularly, that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important because if they have their first job, that's typically a trigger on when they would start getting their first financial account. Okay. Um, what we see out there is a couple of different things. If you haven't already uh, prepped your child to have a checking account and a savings account at a financial institution, when they go for that first job, they may actually get a uh, reloadable plastic payroll card mm. to use instead. Oh. And so I recommend go to the financial institution talk through getting a savings and a checking account, being able to have that routing number to be able to give to that, give to that employer so that your student um, can get paid. Um, But I do know that there's lots of parents who, you know, like to transfer money to a child and not want to have that money in cash when the kid is going someplace. Mm -hmm. And that plastic card, that plastic debit card is more convenient for them. And so they're actually giving checking accounts with debit cards to their children prior to getting their first job and their first payroll. Sure. We did that with our daughter because we wanted, uh, you know, she's more mobile. She's out with friends. She's on some sports teams. Uh, You know, they go out to 
the local ice cream shop after a game, different things like that. And and we don't always have cash on us, right, to give right. her money to do that. Yep. It's easier for her to have that debit card with her, and I can preload that instantly to be able okay. to put another $10 onto her account because I'm not always going to remember to to bring cash home when she has those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And you, you, your two accounts are linked, so your account and her account are linked together, so you just do that online, or do you have to go to the bank and down and deposit it? Yeah, so at Summit, what we do is we actually have our primary checking account and my daughter's primary checking account can be linked in online banking, okay. and I can see everything that's going on in her accounts oh, nice. as an option. Interesting. Or... The other option is I just do like transfer to another okay. in sure. online banking and I put in her account number and in a couple of her, like her last name and it will go to that account at Summit. It gets a little harder when you're transferring between financial institutions, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, okay. um, but when you have in, in every financial institution is going to be different, sure. but it allows me the opportunity without theoretically knowing her username and password for her checking account, although I do because that's just good practice for me to know. I can instantly see all of her checking account transactions. I can transfer money super quick. I can sure. see if she's taken money out of her clothing account. I can see how much money she might have saved for, you know, a car potentially in the future. Mm-hmm. So it just gives me a little bit more control and monitoring access um, for her for her debit card and her, her savings account. Interesting. Are there ways to set up? So one of the things we recommend with, with internet safety in general um, is those those frequent discussions about what's okay, what's not okay, safety stuff, you know, checking over accounts, that kind of thing. Um, but then we always talk about it's good, especially as kids are getting started, to set parental approvals. So you kind of have an idea of what they're downloading, what they're doing online, that sort of thing. Is there a way to do kind of an approval setting on the spending mm. or is it more just monitoring it? It's more monitoring it. Um, but I think that you can set those expectations yourself. So if your child's getting a couple hundred dollars for their first job, you set the expectation that you have to divide that in half. Half of it you're saving for college or a quarter of it you're saving for your gas. And at Summit, we have these little mini savings accounts that you can open up even in online banking and you can set it for gas. Mm. You could create a pool of money for that. You can create a pool of money for clothing. So when they're getting these large checks, they're just not spending it over the next two weeks on whatever they want to. You're starting to set the expectation of... This is what you budget for. This is what you budget for. And this is what you budget for. They don't technically have bills, but they're starting to allocate money for future use, Mm -hmm. depending on what that might be. And that's a good thing just in general for them to be able to protect themselves and create some security. Yeah. Because as adults, we have financial stress and worry when we don't have enough money in our savings account when something happens or we want to do something fun. It's a way for us to teach our kids really early how to segment out their income for specific things. Mm-hmm. And what I would say too, what I what I was thinking about is, you know, we potentially have password keepers or password keeper apps mm-hmm. where we keep all of our passwords. Or you just write it on the wall. You write know it on, on the, the wall. wall. Underneath the keyboard, Carl. <laughs> Underneath the keyboard. That's what it is. <laughs> keyboard. Um, where are kids keeping their Gmail account for school passwords? Mm-hmm. Their, and think about all the apps yeah. that they have on our computers, like Canva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another couple like word processing or poster creating things that they're using in school that they need to log into. Mm-hmm. Where are they keeping all of their passwords? And are they the same one that they're using for their financial account to mm-hmm. log into their online banking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just like we are taught through work, you have to have multi-factor authentication mm-hmm. and not the same password for every single thing. 
how are we teaching our kids not to have the same thing mm. and where are they right. keeping their passwords? Are they keeping it in their notes section of their phone? Like how can they protect right. themselves or are they giving their passwords out for their Gmail account? I, sure. Which, know? which we do see a lot. We see a oh, lot yeah. of best friends sharing yep. passwords for accounts and then, you know, you can keep my street going while yes. I'm out of town or whatever. Right. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no. I'm, this is probably going to sound like a dumb question, but theoretically, so your your son or daughter gets a debit card. They are on the PlayStation or they play an app or game. They hand that over so it's consensual. Somebody else charges $300 worth of stuff up. Next thing you know, there's a pattern. They're out that money, right? I mean, there's no way of recovering that. It depends what it is. So, I mean... I'd have to ask our fraud department for specifics in that specific situation. But typically, anytime someone has stolen your debit card or your credit card and you have not made those charges, you will be made whole again if you can prove that they're not your charges. Now, I don't know what it would be like if you actually gave your information to someone. That's Mm. the rule I need to check on. But for example, you know, if somebody is looking at your passwords, if somebody's making transactions that are not yours, I mean, one of our credit cards was just used to buy a whole bunch of gift cards somewhere. And I was like, they had a fraud alert on the credit card and I was super appreciative of that. Right. Sure. But if the kids have a fraud alert on a credit card that they might have after the age of 18, do they know to pick up that phone number? Mm-hmm. Cause it's yeah. probably out of area. What would they do in a fraud situation? But anytime that you think that there's fraud on an account, you should absolutely call your financial institution. You should make sure that you've equipped your kids with a conversation to say, don't be embarrassed if a kid stole your financial information mm-hmm. or if a kid got into your phone, please let us know so that we can stop it right away. We know we know more than you do. <laughs> they don't think that you do. <laughs> but it really is, you know, money is such an emotional topic uh, and kids do not want to ever feel like their parents are disappointed in mm-hmm. them. Right. And, and so they may not tell you about a fraud mm-hmm. or they may not tell you that they were taken advantage of by someone and they just let it steamroll, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's not good. And so that's why I recommend having the parents monitor, having the parents talk to them about don't share your username and password. Don't give your friend your your phone that's open mm-hmm. to transfer money between Venmo. Right. You know, it's just not a good practice because they're so open to sharing. Mm-hmm. But we need to make sure that they feel that they're protecting themselves in ways that will secure their future you, and not make it harder. You made a point about handing you the, your friend your phone for Venmo with Apple Pay. Now I just so this is right. I just learned how to use Apple Pay. <laughs> Pretty pumped about that, but uh, it's just how easy that is. Yeah, you, it's super you know, easy. you have your fingerprint in there, and who knows if like so. I know my kids have the fingerprint in their iPhones, but if you don't have that option, and your friend just starts plucking away at all these card readers with your debit card or your oh boy. <laughs> so I think let's you let's got me thinking. Give some yeah examples again the same thing with us like so we talk about if you make a mistake don't be embarrassed you can always talk to an adult yes. good idea for an icebreaker a lot of times kids don't want to come up and have that like i did something dumb mm-hmm. right? right yeah send a text send an email hey mom dad whomever i need to talk to you about something please don't get mad can we talk tonight or whatever it is right give yeah. them that heads up they're like we're gonna have a conversation sure <laughs> right it's not gonna be great but i need help because they shouldn't have to go through it alone. Yeah. They shouldn't. Really 
Yeah. I tell you, it's, I, this is cool. It, it, this is, I think, is to have the conversation to teach budgeting and teach finances and, and everything in today's society with the, with the swipe and go, essentially. There's no value into swiping a card and saying, well, that's $5 gone, $10 gone, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not only with the debit card, it's with Venmo, mm-hmm. it's with the apps, sure. it's this little, like, it's $2 here, it's $3 yep. here, it's $7 here. And there's so, there's not just coming out of our checkbooks anymore. It's coming out of our checkbook that's tied to Venmo and our checkbook right. that's tied to Apple Pay yep. and the wallet, right? The wallet on the phone that just all this pops up and yep. I'm like, ooh, look at all these choices. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like something shiny. Um, yeah. Right. But another thing too is, is that think about, I think I go back to like the identity theft presentation that we teach in businesses. And it's, do the kids know and can they identify a scam that comes through their school Gmail account or Mm. their personal Mm -hmm. Yahoo account or their personal Gmail account? Because we know what happens, right? As adults, we know that when it looks like your financial institution or it looks like your credit card that says, stop, if you don't call us or enter your debit card information into this website link, you will be shut off, right? Right. Right. Oh my God. Think about how we freak out about that. Think about the kids yeah, and too, how right. they're tied to money, right? And how they'll just enter their debit card information and all of a sudden it's on the dark web or wherever that might be. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know. They just thought that their debit card was shut off. And how many of us as parents actually go into our kids' personal or school Gmail accounts to see right. what's going on in there? Right. And if there's financial transactions that happen to be going on in there. Or now what we can do too is through online banking like mint.com and Summit Credit Union has something called MoneyMinder. You can actually set alerts to tell you when your checkbook is at a certain balance Mm -hmm. to -hmm. remind you to move money in if you're low so you don't overdraft. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those are sometimes emails or their text messages. And so also just protecting your kids is to make sure that they have those, rem- I call them like reminders or positive money messages, mm-hmm. even though your checkbook is only low. has 20 is low, is not a positive money message. I look at it as a positive money message. It means stop spending your money. I like that. Or right. make the choice to move money into your account, which sure. you shouldn't do just for, you know, sure. wants, only needs. But setting up, making sure that the kids understand that those things are available to them mm-hmm. because they're just looking at this debit card as a way to get, you know, ice cream after the sporting event mm-hmm. or to go to the mall that you've preloaded a hundred dollars mm-hmm. on there and just let them go wherever they want to immediate gratification immediate right. gratification versus yeah. thinking about what is actually my balance or protecting yourself from identity theft and so those those emails protect these kids and help them understand how much money they have left in their accounts yeah and that's a really good point if they're used to seeing those emails can they differentiate between a phishing email and yes. that email and right. we know Kids don't respond real well under peer pressure, decision making under peer pressure. Yeah. So when you get like a stop now, your, your, you know, your card has been compromised. You must click on this link. You must do this immediately. You know, can they process that and figure out, okay, take a step back. What do I really need to do? Or are they getting online statements versus paper statements? Mm -hmm. And do they, if they're still getting paper statements at home, because maybe the parents are walking through that statement with them to talk about how you spent your money mm. versus on the mobile app. It's a good idea. Um, and, you know, and it's not you're yelling at them for the choices they made. It's let's talk about these choices. And, oh, you've said to me that you want to buy this new whatever, mm-hmm. but yet your spending habits don't show yeah. me that you're saving to be able to do that. Are they shredding those statements at home mm-hmm. as a habit? We shred mm. our statements on habit, but yep. then am I taking 
you know, my daughter's statement and shredding it for her? Mm -hmm. Or are we asking them to shred that? Mm -hmm. Where are they putting their passwords? Are they using a password keeper? Are they not using a password keeper? Other identifying pieces of information that PII that they have lying around in their lives, whether Mm -hmm. it's paper or electronic, identifying that and saying, you know, it might not be good for you to keep this here or what's in your locker or when the kids come home at the end of the school year. And you see all this stuff that has their name and address on it. Not social security numbers anymore because schools are really good about not including that information. But even your name and address. And then if a kid happens to hack something because of whatever, then all of a sudden they have the name, they have the address, they have the debit card number, the three digits on the back, the expiration date, and they Mm. go on a shopping spree. Mm. So it's just thinking about what do we know that's been hammered into our heads Mm -hmm. and how can we make sure that we start sharing that information with kids to protect them online and all the things that they're doing. Mm. I got a whole nother realm of things to (laughs) Carl's like, Oh my gosh. My son's 13. My daughter's 11. I'm not panicking kind of. Well, it's just making the right choices or making the right, it's like getting them an iPhone. When, when's the right time to do that? And then watch and what apps you have. Well, this is, I mean, this is, huge implications if they mess it up right i mean they, it makes it harder to it get does. financial yeah. accounts future in later on in life sure. yeah it does so you guys have a lot of great resources out there i know we you do. guys are releasing a podcast we are very soon we're really excited yeah you do um it's called money smarts you awesome. do webinars and little classes and stuff for this kind of thing yeah so where do people go for more information summitcreditunion.com under the Money Smarts tab, we have recorded webinars. We have a list of webinars that we will be doing live. Our podcast link is out there. We have blogs. We have tips, tools, and resources. Um, and we can actually come out to your employer as well and talk to you. So amazing. Very awesome multifaceted stuff. what yes. we do for financial education at Summit. It's, it's really fun because we can help people do a lot of really great things in life. We just need to be able to make sure that they're protecting their financial information sure. to be able to do that and giving them the money tools to be able to to make what they really want to happen in life happen. And if we can equip the kids with that information really young, then think about what they could do if they started saving money at a really young age mm-hmm. and being a critical consumer and not being taken advantage of, right? Sure. Or not opening themselves up to fraud or theft or scams. That's just going to, they're just going to be so much more further ahead when they head out to college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're protecting kids online in all realms. <laughs> I like it. So you can always hit you guys up um, on yeah. your website. You can check out our website, protectkidsonlinewi.gov. Hey, thanks so much for joining us and sharing this information. Thank you both. This is been great. I really appreciate it. Cool. As always. Stay safe. <laughs>